Awesome. Okay. Uh, oop. Oh, we have to do a selfie after. Let's not forget. Oh, do you want? Let's do it real quick right now. Okay. Do you want to do it with phones or a screenshot? Mm, you could do both if you want. Okay. I'll do. I'll do a uh, screenshot now. Hang on. I'll tell you three, okay. two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Nicole, no swan dive today. Oh, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. I forgot to what's do gonna my ha- swan What's going to happen in this episode? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see indeed. How are you? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> good. I'm very You're good. looking very dashing with your red lipstick. I thought Pink I would. Pink lipstick. No, it's red. It's red. Pink reddish. Okay. Mm. I was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right the first time. I thought um, I'm looking a little bit, you know, worse for wear this morning, uh, a little bit low on oh. sleep again. So I thought a bit, mm. of, bit of lippy might, um, you know. Perk me up no. a little bit. <laughs> bit of lippy. See, these are some of the things that I think about, and I'm like, I'm going to start blow drying and fixing my hair every day. And then a week goes by, and it's up in a ponytail again. <laughs> I'm the same. When I buy, like, lipsticks, and I'm like, I'm going to wear lipstick every single day. It looks yes. great. It feels good. And then it's like... Mm, weeks go by and I forget it's like oh I've got all those lipsticks I never wear them I don't know why we maybe maybe we need to like re-listen to our habits episode (laughs) and if Cass is listening she's gonna be very disappointed in us oh I know (laughs) sorry Cass get your lipstick game up All right. Well, today's topic is kind of related to makeup (laughs) and we're talking about health today Health and wellness, a topic that's quite dear to both our hearts. I love this topic. I'm excited to dive in. I've always, ever since I've known you, I perceive you as a very healthy person. Like you look healthy, you appear healthy. You know, I feel like your habits are healthy. I know we've talked about this, but even if we hadn't talked about it, that is my perception of you since I've known you. And we, you know, we had, we also used to go on walks together. So I feel like, you know, things that we engaged in together were healthy. So that is how I think of you, Kate. I think of you as a very healthy person. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but have you always been conscious? Because, uh, you know, we've only known each other for nine years. Have you always been conscious of your health? I think yes. Because even when I think back to like my very youngest days, um, health was always really important, like in my family. My parents were, they, I mean, there were like a lot of things that we weren't allowed to have in the house. Like 
our cereals couldn't be like the sugar cereals. Like it was the biggest treat ever to go to my grandparents' house and get to eat honey nut Cheerios instead of like plain Cheerios because we didn't get to like have that stuff. Um, So yeah, I do feel like my upbringing is funny because like so many of our conversations go back to that, right? (laughs) Like how we were raised. Um, I feel like it was instilled in me from a very young age that being active, playing sports, um, being outside, and just like being aware of the things that you put in your body is really important. So yeah. What about you? Do you, I mean, likewise, first of all, I mean, like you said, our friendship has kind of like always been one of activities. (laughs) And like, I remember when you guys came to Puerto Rico, we did an awesome hike together. And I know that you love being outdoors and active. I know you're super into yoga for a long time. Um, Flamenco and uh, Orange Theory. Is Orange Theory the gym that you were doing for a long time? For a while, yeah. I I stopped doing that, but yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're doing other stuff. I mean, it's not like you stopped and you're like not working out anymore. (laughs) No, that's right. I am. I've got my personal trainer now. So I definitely have, yeah, I'm always doing something. It's so interesting that you, you say that, yes, I I do think so much of it starts in, in, in the home and our, and goes back to our upbringing. Um, and where I suppose we're different in that growing up in an Italian household, uh, both my parents are Italian. Growing up in Australia, though, food is very food is a big topic. <laughs> it's, food is very central to our lives, you know, culturally. Um, it's also a bit of a stereotype when you think of Italians. You think about you know food pretty quickly, right? Um, so we had it's an interesting relationship with food because I don't think I got the same. So you mentioned that, you know, certain things weren't allowed. And I know Omar's talked about that because his mum was a dietitian. He wasn't allowed to have soft drinks. He never had fast food. Mm. Um, and so, interesting. yeah, so he's had that experience. But for me, it wasn't that. So we always had the idea that you had to eat well and have good food and healthy food. But it wasn't like things were off limits or... Um, but the funny thing is I remember not having like, uh, we call them soft, soft drinks, sodas. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yeah. So that's not something that we were, we had. Um, but yeah, I don't remember anything being like restricted. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There are certainly times where like we would be sent to school with lunch money and we would eat like the worst food possible. Like I'm talking donuts and soda for lunch. My parents would be <laughs> pretty, probably not so happy about that. Um, so I don't mean to paint a picture like I never ate sugar when I was younger. I absolutely did. Um, but do you feel like, w- did you find yourself like eating a lot of like sugars and um you know, candy and like, was that a thing or, or not really? Yeah, I probably, probably did probably like my brother, not, not like around our parents. I don't think 
they, yeah, they, I do think they restricted like, yeah, eating like, yeah, sweets and things like that. But if we had like money, we'd probably go to the shops and yeah, we did get like crappy candies and yeah, mm-hmm. sugary, sugary treats. What about from like a active perspective? Do you feel like your parents kind of instilled? I, I mean, you are such an active person. You clearly love being active. Is that something that you like learned at a young age or did you kind of teach yourself that? I feel like I taught myself that because I feel that, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't because they were deliberately avoiding being healthy. Like actually my family was like my mom, my dad, my brother, they're all, my brother, especially now is extremely healthy. My mom is a very, very healthy person. We can talk about that for her age and her overall health and can, you know, well-being is, is, is super high for her age. But I don't think they were as like aware or they didn't place the value um, that I think from what you're saying, your family did. Like they knew that exercise was important. Either it's not that they they didn't know, they probably just didn't have the time to think about it. Um, Mm. Because I never remember that we were active. We'd go and, you know, bike rides, we'd go to the beach, but it wasn't like you have to do a sport, you, you know, physical mm. activity, something that you have to do to maintain a healthy life. So it wasn't like a discussion. It wasn't something that we learned. So I really feel like I learned that on my own and I learned it much later. Like I really was very health conscious, probably in my later teens, it, I kind of started to, um, you know, understand, I got into vitamins and, you know, all, all of that. Mm. Um, interestingly, though, the way it actually happened was that my mom was going through menopause when I was in my late teens. Mm-hmm. And at that time, she was really doing a lot of research on her own as to how like food and diet would impact and reduce a lot of the symptoms that she was going through. She had a really, really tough time um, during that period and it was through and I was helping her kind I remember she would like show me articles that she was reading she got really into like um Japanese (laughs) diets and food that would that was apparently going to reduce a lot of those um symptoms and I remember distinctly that period in our time, so I might have been around 16, 17, where she was going through that and she was reading all this stuff and she was changing the way she was eating, that that's when I started to kind of read alongside her and learn about um, how food and diet can impact something like, you know, what she was going through. But until then, it was just like, have good quality food, you know, enjoy your food, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't waste food, you know. So I think portion control might have been a bit of a, you know, an issue like mm. or something that wasn't really monitored or controlled because I think mum and dad just felt like, okay, if there's food, because they came from post-war Italy sure. when they, they, when they yeah. you know, grew up. So their relationship with diet and food is very much survival and you know don't what you have eat what you have whereas where we come you know now it's like hmm, choice control restrictions it's a really different mindset around food and um, yeah definitely that's like I'm so impressed by your mom that she had that she took the initiative to even look into something like that because I feel like 
one of our one of like our societies I'll say I don't really know a better word for it our society's biggest issue with health is that people are not um, advocating for themselves you know they think like oh man I feel like crap or oh man I'm 20 pounds overweight or oh man my doctor told me to start taking like high blood pressure medication and like everybody just kind of goes along with it mm-hmm. like oh okay I mean I don't want to, I'm not willing to stop eating, you know, these foods or drinking whatever. And my doctor told me to do it. So I'm going to do it versus like, no, there probably is a solution out there. I just have to like, kind of start to understand that unless I'm going to be my own best advocate, like nobody else is going to do it. I mean, the doctor is just doing their job, right? And reciting whatever they learned in school. And uh, I mean, the supermarkets aren't going to stop selling you, you know, all this food that we get addicted to because of the sugar content and all the Mm. crap that they put in it. So that's like, what a massive turning point. And especially because of the impact that it had on you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, do you think about, do you believe in listening to your body? The idea of, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. And because when you're saying that advocating for yourself that all it means that you well I think about sure there's people you know suggestions out there or doctors recommendations or fads and 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 diets and and things that come up that people say okay this is the greatest thing and this is the next best thing and this is what you should be doing but it doesn't work for everyone like I really don't believe that there's one way to eat there's a right way i obviously there are have you know things that we should be doing that are much better for you and and all of that but I just don't subscribe to a one-size-fits-all and so and I think listening to your body is really understanding and being attuned to when do you feel good and what what does your body like and respond to and feel at its optimal um depending on what you put in it and it can be very different for for people Um, yeah absolutely and I think that you know a lot of people aren't willing to try different things to know that they could feel so much better like some people have been dealing with such chronic health issues for such a long time that that's normal to them yeah yeah you know they don't even know that there's a way more optimal way of like feeling. And this is so interesting that you bring up this point because probably like around 2014, 2015, um, John started like getting really interested in functional medicine doctors. And he started like doing lots of tests and kind of like figuring out, you know, what would work for him. And up to that point, you know, he had tried a lot of different things. Um, and, and paleo was one of those things that he tried. And, you know, being the cook of the house, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be paleo for a while. Um, and I felt awful and Mm -hmm. he felt pretty good, but all I kept hearing was that the paleo diet is like, oh, this is the way that you're going to like, whatever. I don't even remember what they were saying (laughs) because I don't subscribe to that anymore. Um, But for me personally, because once I went through taking those tests as well, it was so eye-opening because I 
found out for the first time, which I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that it took that long. But, you know, I think that for a majority of people, maybe they still don't know this is exactly what you just said. Everybody's body is different. So like a gluten free diet might be great for some people, but other people's body actually processes gluten and is able to use it effectively. Um, Meat, like I am not a a meat eater. My Mm -hmm. system does not like digesting Mm -hmm. meat. It doesn't digest it well. I don't feel great when I eat meat. And so there's like those types of things that you you do have to kind of go above and beyond to be able to uncover them. But once you do, holy cow, like you can really unlock a next level of just like feeling amazing. And this all goes back to like listening to your body. Okay, so we've already unpacked a ton in this episode. And I know that we say this about every topic we talk about, but this is probably like a 10 part series in reality. <laughs> but we're gonna keep uh, keep on this track here. So I mean, again, we've talked about a lot of like what health has been for us up until this point, how we look at um, activity versus the food we put in our body and um, you know, listening to your body. So to you, like what, what does overall good health look like? I feel that the more I, um, I, I suppose the older I get, the more I associate overall good health with being feeling energetic, um, having vitality, not feeling tired. Um, I know that sounds really <laughs> almost seems like, how old are you? <laughs> but I think probably <laughs> when I was much younger, overall health probably had more of a, a superficial physical association. Mm. Whereas as I've, you know, as you go through different stages in life and, you know, I had my surgery last year and that all came from not feeling my optimal self and realizing that I was feeling different, I really now connect good health with having a lot of energy, feeling great, you know, getting out of bed and not feeling tired, feeling really rested, um, you know, being able to being able to work out and feeling good. There are days obviously that you don't want to work out. That's fine. That's normal. I don't feel like every day is to be like, yay, I want, but I will still go through with it and I can still go through with my workouts. So to me, like, okay, that signals that I'm in good health. The other thing that I always think about and goes back to my mom is um, being on no or little, little to none like medications. So like I, mm. I think about her because she's almost 80 and if she ever, when she has to go to a doctor or, or she has a conversation with, with a medical practitioner, they'll, you know, one of the questions is always, um, what medication are you on? And she's on nothing. And they're always really wow. taken aback. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> so to me, that's a goal. Like, and I know that, you know, people can have different, you know, but I do feel like, um, and this is where I think listening to your body is so, is so important because for, for me, when I was going through all that pre, you know, not feeling great before I had my hysterectomy, I was exhausted because I was iron deficient. It really came down to an iron deficiency. Mm. And if I wasn't, So I feel like if I wasn't so aware that, hey, this is not normally how I am, this is not normally how I feel, I kind of wouldn't have 
gone down the path of like trying to solve this problem. Cause I think to your point, you said it before, a lot of people just accept that they might not feel great or they might not even think about it or they'll just, yeah, accept it. And I was just hell bent on not accepting that I was not f- feeling my best. So I think, you know, back to your question, what does overall good health look like? It really comes down to just feeling great. But what does that mean? Mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. you can maybe you can kind of <laughs> give it a bit no, more. No, I mean solidity. I I I agree with everything that you're saying. I think that I think sleep is so important. I mean, sleep has come to the very top of my priority list mm. in terms of like um, okay, maybe the top three, like <laughs> sleep, exercise and food, mm-hmm. the food that I put in my body, you know, though, I think those three things are critical. And to your point, like the idea that you would not be feeling amazing every day when you wake up, you know, groggy, tired, mm-hmm. have a crash in the afternoon, And again, I'm not like, I'm not trying to act like I'm the picture of perfection over here. Mm -hmm. Like I am such a, I love chocolate and ice cream. Pizza is one of my favorite foods. Like I certainly am not perfect when it comes to the food that I put in my body. But again, like I, I listen to my body in the respect that I'm not going to do that every single day. Um, But yeah, I think that. I I think that you're exactly right that good health is uh, I totally subscribe to your idea of like little to no medications. I mean, uh, that is an awesome goal. I'm on with you on that goal to like match your mom and be hitting 80 and on no medication. That's incredible. And yeah, I think good health too. um, I would say and, and you already said it as well. It's being willing to step up for yourself and to recognize or say, I could be doing better. And that's hard because it takes a lot of work to be, I think it takes a lot of work to be healthy because there are constant, um, you know, distractions and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Temptations. Um, (laughs) Temptations. Yes. Everywhere. I mean, every single time you go to the grocery store, you're going to see something that you would love to buy, but you know in the back of your mind that like having that in your house is probably not the best thing for you. Um, So yeah, I think it's just the awareness and um, your ability to hold yourself accountable um, or have somebody else help you hold yourself accountable. You could hold each other accountable. Um, yeah. John and I do that a lot. Um, oh, do you? How do you do that? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just like, you know, I'm the I'm the type of person that I would probably be at the store and I'd see like a, a bag of chocolate or something and I would totally pick it up. And John is like, do not bring that in the house. Because <laughs> <laughs> both of us know exactly what's going to happen if it comes in the house. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like w- we definitely have our nights where Ben and Jerry's is like one of our favorite ice creams. And so, you know, every couple weeks, once a month, I'm a, a moderation, everything in moderation, even moderation type person mm-hmm. when it comes to health. Like, I think that goes for exercise. I think that goes for food. Um, 
I personally, and I know that a lot of people can, they just have to not have any of it at all ever. Mm. I'm not that way. If I try and keep myself from having any of it ever, then it just makes me want it more. And then I just like binge Mm. eat. That's like, I am a total bit, I'm an emotional eater. I'm a binge eater. And I know this about myself so I can be proactive and advocate for myself and learn how to like avoid those types of situations. Oh, there's so many things that you said that just, oh, I just want to talk about. So I know this conversation could could go for hours. I love this topic. Oh, what did you say? Um, The, I agree with you that, and I think that's a healthy attitude when you know, it's not, you said, oh, I'm not perfect. I like to have my chocolate. I think that's okay. And I think that's what I appreciate from my upbringing is that there has to be a healthy relationship to food and that avoidance and complete denial and, you know, giving into a a craving. I don't think that's unhealthy. I think where it's unhealthy is when there's a lack of control or when you, there's a lack of of balance. Um, yeah. and I'm really learning that now on my health journey with my personal trainer is that, and I've been able to maintain and hit and hit my goals over the weeks, even with weeks of say, you know, Thanksgiving that just passed or when we went mm-hmm. away for a week. And because I've kind of understood this relationship of like, it's the 80, my 80, 20 rule that we talked about a long time ago, mm-hmm. 80% of the time I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing, um, you know, I'm eating well, I'm exercising, I'm doing all those things. And if there's that 20% of the time where, um, you might indulge a little bit more or it's the holidays, it's okay. You don't have to, and feeling and feeling good about it is a really healthy attitude. I think that it's that guilt that comes with um a lot of the times when people give in it's because i feel like they they haven't found that balance where they're in control there's a bit mm. of i mean we could talk about this for, forever but the ice cream thing i just want to share with you a little uh, habit that um Omar and i've really gotten into recently <laughs> oh yes do tell <laughs> which is a healthy unhealthy habit actually i think it's a healthy habit so a lot of times we'll you know, it's the end of the day, we'll have dinner or whatever, and then, you know, unwind with a show. Um, but recently we've been taking to, because it's the weather got a bit warmer uh, here in Sydney, and we've been taking to going for walks with an ice cream. This is Ooh. a very Italian thing. If you know about the, the passeggiata, going for a stroll uh, with a gelato uh-huh. in hand, because we do go and grab a gelato from a, an Italian uh, place here in Sydney. Um, and, and uh, and I've and it's really funny. All of those evenings that we've gone for that evening walk with an ice cream, I've slept so great. Um, I wake up the next day feeling amazing. <laughs> I'm still hitting my my health goals, you know, because Zach's got me weighing myself every day. Um, all of that, and and so where am I going with this? So when you go to the, the, the gelato place, you, you know, you've got your options of a one scoop, two scoop and whatever. Mm-hmm. I always go for the tiny scoop and, you oh, know. Oh, you're good. Well, it's actually enough for starters. Like if I do have the one scoop, it's actually too much. And I've just been really comfortable with going with like, I'm just going to grab the tiny scoop. And so I allow myself that ice cream walk probably a little bit more often than we should. Um, but because we go for a long walk you know, we've digested our dinner and we've, you know, we're getting our steps in. It's this just really, it just feels like a really healthy, 
balance of enjoying the ice cream, going for that walk, not just crashing in front of the TV every single night. Um, And so it feels like a really healthy activity, even Mm -hmm. with the ice cream. (laughs) Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think you nailed it with the word balance. Like, I really feel like that's a great summation of just health. (laughs) Like, there has to be a balance, right? You can't keep yourself from everything and you can't give into everything. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that routine. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really nice. It has been really nice. Well, Nicole, I know that we could both talk on and on about this forever. Perhaps we have a dedicated food episode and a dedicated exercise episode coming up in the future. What do you think? For sure. And I know we've wanted to also talk about uh, body positivity. That's another topic mm-hmm. that we want to talk about, which all relates, right? And it's just, yeah. it's just getting too too big of a topic to hand to you know to fit in one conversation. So, um, yeah, and I, obviously health and wellness and mental health. There's so many aspects of this. So I think there's a lot of conversations which I'm excited to get into the new year with you um, and continue. Yes. And as we close out today's chat on health and wellness, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it the most. And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Share the love with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time, 